Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Believe it or not, there are times when there are some real gems on social media. Like this one reposted by a friend of mine. And it really puts things in perspective. My friend Russ posted this from someone named Michael. Don't even know this guy. But it's important to keep everything in perspective. I think there's a lot of disappointment out there. When looking at the landscape and seeing, especially with the hype in some areas before the election, indicating there was going to be a big red wave. Now, to clarify, I told you I was cautiously optimistic and warning about overconfidence. I told you I thought the best thing to do would be to pray for overwhelming success. So it's not even close. Unfortunately, we didn't get that, did we? But we do have this post, which I want to share. And I don't agree with everything on this list. I would actually embrace 99.999% on the list. (laughs) I think you will know which item I don't embrace. But I want you to get the idea. Here it is. Trump is running. Florida completely red. Elon took over Twitter. Majority in the Supreme Court. Control of the House. Roe versus Wade overturned. Republicans win popular vote. Nancy Pelosi fired. Parents fighting back. And he ends by saying, cheer up. We're winning. Can't rid of this, can't get rid of this rot overnight. Is this a good perspective? To put things in perspective rather than focus on what did not happen on election night and beyond? It's wise to step back and look at the big picture. There are some real things to celebrate here. Real things to be encouraged by. I hope you agree. It is now official as of yesterday. After our program yesterday, it became official. Republicans won control of the House. 
returning the party to power in Washington, giving conservatives leverage to blunt President Joe Biden's agenda and spur a flurry of investigations. We'll see how many of those get started. But a threadbare majority will pose immediate challenges for GOP leaders and complicate the party's ability to govern. More than a week after Election Day, Republicans secured the 218th seat needed to flip the House from Democratic control. The full scope of the party's majority may not be clear for several more days or even weeks, as votes in competitive races are still being counted. If I might add, parenthetically here, This needs to be one of the biggest priorities, at least in states where you have Republicans in charge of the legislatures and certainly of governorships. This is the first issue that should be tackled. These elections that are going on for days and days and days. Frankly, this is inexcusable. From everything I've heard, the best solution to this is the Florida model. Florida used to be a laughing stock, but what they have done now, they now have a setup which is, I think, among the best. This AP story goes on to say how Republicans are on track to cobble together what could be the party's narrowest majority of the 21st century, rivaling 2001. That's when Republicans had just a nine-seat majority. It was 221 to 12, two independents. Far short of the sweeping victory the GOP predicted going into this year's midterms. When the party hoped to reset the agenda on Capitol Hill by capitalizing on economic challenges and Biden's lagging popularity. Instead, Democrats showed surprising resilience. Holding on to moderate suburban districts from Virginia to Minnesota and Kansas, the results could complicate House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's plans to become Speaker. Some conservative members have questioned whether to back him or have imposed conditions for their support. We will tell you an update on that story. Kevin McCarthy has won the contest that took place yesterday. The actual vote comes up in January. And that's going to be the bigger test for him. He has to deliver the votes necessary with this very thin margin. McCarthy celebrated his party having officially flipped the House on Twitter on Wednesday night, writing, Americans are ready for a new direction. House Republicans are ready to deliver. (laughs) We'll see about that. Current House Speaker Nancy Pelosi released a statement Wednesday night, saying in the next Congress, House Democrats will continue to play a leading role in supporting President Biden's agenda with strong leverage over a scant Republican majority. You know, she's not going to be excited at all turning that gavel over. And we should also tell you, she is supposed to speak to the media today about her plans. So we will see what is in store for Ms. Pelosi. Biden, for his part, congratulated McCarthy, saying he's ready to work with House Republicans to deliver results for working families. Saying last week's elections demonstrated the strength and resilience of American democracy. There was a strong rejection of election deniers, political violence, and intimidation. There was an emphatic statement that in America, the will of the American people prevails. Isn't that wonderful? He added, the future is too promising to be trapped 
in political warfare as he plots political warfare. (laughs) You know it as well as I do. Come on, people. This is not going to be a surprise at all. Over on the text line, Vince, Republican Party should be truly ashamed of even picking Ricky, Bobby Walker, for Senate. Between Trump and Ricky, I'm done. (laughs) We can't have a president with mental deficiency, but we can as a senator. Okay. McConnell, McCarthy, whatever, makes no difference. Vince, with rhinos like McCarthy and McConnell leading the party, nothing will get done, of course. Let the lame duck session begin. They have a couple of months. Progressives expect something vicious. On the contrary, we did have a big red wave here in South Carolina. So why isn't Governor McMaster being touted as a viable presidential candidate? Yeah, right. I guess he doesn't meet the media narrative. Really? Do you really think? Can you imagine Foghorn Leghorn for president? Oh, did I just say that? I'm sorry. Vince, I suspect you agree with everything but Trump running for president. I agree. Biden was elected due to Trump fatigue. Trump on the scene will hurt a Republican resurgence, in my opinion. Just a sampling of some of the items over on the text line still to come in the broadcast we're going to talk local of local governments gone bad i read this story and i thought my eyes were going to come out of my head we'll talk about it as we continue stay with us Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
If you'd like to join the conversation, it's very easy. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. And on that text line, we have this. Just curious, Vince, which one on the list did you not like? <laughs> we also have this in the upstate. No, 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 not McMaster. <laughs> so your texture is against Walker's mental state. But how do you feel about Fetterman? Or the dead guy Pennsylvania elected? Hooray, Trump says he will order all states to go back to paper ballots. What an idiot, this texter says. Vince, I do not think McMaster would be a good option as president. He's a little too wishy-washy on stuff. Speaking of a red wave, there was actually one here in North Carolina, the state level. We should have had one at the federal level, but our Supreme Courts allowed things to be gerrymandered heavily in favor for Democrats. Fortunately, we flipped the Supreme Courts and we'll be able to redo the districts next year. That is from Jeff, speaking about some good news. Vince, leave it to an idiot Democrat to draw a comparison between a senator who had some concussions 20 years ago and the current president of the United Freakin' States having Alzheimer's shaking my head. I voted for McMaster to keep South Carolina in Republican hands. I can't stand the man. <laughs> McCarthy and McConnell are totally compromised and totally useless. Might as well be donkeys in fat suits. Total swamp creatures. <laughs> Boy, you guys are cruel. The only thing McMaster is good for is keeping control of the chicken hawks. Okay. I want Trump to run again, mainly because I love how angry Democrats and the media will be. And I love to see a liberal cry. Well, let me just tell you, liberals won't be the only ones crying. I'm just saying. I think there are going to be a whole lot of tears if this guy ends up winning the nomination. Just saying. I want you to bear with me as I speak of, ah, this is a story sent to me. And I, I'm, I'm reading this, and it just blows my mind. It's an example of local government gone amok. It really is. I think, uh, as a preamble to everything else I say about this story, this is a story in the Iredale Free News. There should be a process to make everything as simple as possible. Simple and uncomplicated as possible. Now, after I say that to you, you'll understand why I'm saying this. The Iredell Free News, and this is a story about Iredell County. For those of you not familiar, especially in the upstate of South Carolina, we're talking about a county north of Mecklenburg. And this story just... I'm serious. It's one of those stories that will make your head explode. The fate of Josh's farmer's market remains unresolved after Marathon Board of Adjustment hearing. Now, this first line tells me everything I need to know about this particular story. It really does. And I know there are some people who would look at this and say, okay, you're an outsider. You don't know the business of what's going on. And you know what? I'm just telling you, 
a good part of the time when you have things that drag on this much time who has this amount of time to waste three and a half hours Tuesday afternoon a hearing on the owner of Josh's farmers market his appeal to operate as a seasonal farmer farmers market and on the town of Morrisville's imposition of fines on landowner YMCA of Greater Charlotte for the market's operation was continued to December by the Mooresville Board of Adjustment. So let me get this straight. So this goes on for three and a half hours, and it's still not resolved. This is crazy. After an initial motion to continue the hearing by lawyers for Josh Graham was denied by Board of Adjustment Chairman James Rupp, Jr., the town of Mooresville's lawyers presented their opening statement, began making their case to the board, stating the sole issue was whether Josh's farmer's market was in violation of the town's new unified code of ordinance approved in February and whether the town staff had applied the UDO properly. Town attorney Sean Crawford said the business never had a farmer's market permit, but was designated as an outdoor seasonal sales entity under the new UDO. In the town's view, Josh's Farmer's Market committed 15 UDO violations after its permit expired. Crawford added, any questioning of the UDO definition of farmer's market was a distraction. Crawford said the law must apply equitably and fairly to all Mooresville businesses, large and small, and cannot be bent for favorable treatment or as part of a popularity contest. Crawford acknowledged Josh's farmer's market was beloved in the community for, are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, three decades. And had a great deal of community sentiment and emotion on its side, but she added, The town had worked for two years on the process of helping Graham as he searched for a permanent location after being forced from the market's longtime Williamson Road site. The town issued a one-year permit, as it had for years, for the market's temporary YMCA location in 2021, another 120-day permit for outdoor seasonal sales on March 31st. It expired July 31st. Town officials told Graham he could not get another operating permit, and the market was forced to close October 31st. <laughs> Graham has purchased land for a new market location, the corner of Williamson and Sundown. That effort has been delayed due to COVID restrictions, a seven-month traffic impact analysis, and slow NCDOT easement and entrance approvals for the past two years. My gosh. Do you, do you see why people don't want to bother with government? This, this is nauseating. It really is. Town planner Danny Wilson testified he interpreted the new UDO to classify Josh's as a retail business that resold purchased products and not a farmer's market, which he said was defined as individual vendors selling their wares at stalls. This change to retail classification would require Josh's Farmer's Market to operate in a building instead of a seasonal open market as it has operated for decades. Why? I mean, this is my question. Why? Why are we nitpicking over stuff like this? Who has freaking time to do this? This is, this is an example of people who have too much time on their hands. 
I'm serious. I don't know what you folks in this area are going to do. We'll tell you more about this story coming up. But this is just pure freaking nonsense. Nonsense. Please make it stop. Stay with us. So I'm very curious, you know, I really can't go into more of this story because the story goes on. There's more just about the definition of what type of business and the penalties and the citations. This is just pure nonsense. It's BS, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. Am I concerned about zoning and these kinds of things? Absolutely. But it blows my mind. Here you have something that's been in operation for decades. And this goes into three hours plus of meetings and it's still not done? I don't get it. Now, if you're one of the officials involved in this and you want to call and make your case, come on and make it. I'll give you the airtime. If you're on the other side, I'd love to hear from you as well. Folks, we have got to get back to common sense and simplicity. And if we're going to burden people down with pages and pages of documents and ordinances and regulations, you have to ask yourself the question, would I want somebody to do that to me? What kind of sense does this make? Our lives are too freaking complicated as it is. Heck, even... Even Jesus has made it a point in the New Covenant to simplify, streamline. We don't have a multitude of ordinances. And if he can make it simple over our lives and eternity, surely you can make it a lot easier over businesses, business operations, zoning, whatever it is. Doesn't have to be that complicated. Any case, over on the text line. Vince, don't you think Mr. Trump should deserve a second chance? I mean, that is a godly attribute. Forgiveness. What does this have to do with forgiveness? Because if it is about forgiveness, it begins with repentance. Which, last I heard, Trump has not done. He's not apologized or repented for anything. Zero. Hope that answers your question. Liberals aren't crying about Trump running. They're happy. Geez, wake up, Republicans. This is why you keep losing. You just don't understand Democrats. Then start investigations. I want them finished with charges and arrests. People, be careful about this stuff. Recrimination. Vengeance. I know this is on the hearts of a lot of people. 
Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn comment was funny. I guess a conservative governor in a well-run state with low taxes and crime doesn't meet conservative standards anymore. We're laughing at all you purple and blue states. Praying the South Carolina secret stays here in South Carolina. I mean, folks, this is a state that is hardly an example of conservatism. Let's be honest. Just, I'm not picking on my friends south of the border, but I've been watching things like gas tax, example, and just the nature of leadership and the people that are being sent to Congress. Like Lindsey Graham. What in the hell is he doing there? The man's not a conservative. By the way, I am curious. I have not looked lately. What is Lindsey Graham's liberty score? Well, let's find out in short order. <laughs> Boy, there's a shock. Anybody want to guess what the liberty score is? I mean, this this is pathetic. And and I, yes, I'm getting on your case, South Carolina. He can do better than this. Lindsey Graham has a 43, a freaking 43. I mean. I I just don't, well, I do understand it. I know about the issues, the open primaries, things like that. I get it. But again, what's being done about this? By the way, Tim Scott, he's got a 77. That's one of the higher scores, folks, in the U.S. Senate. It really is. That's a C. A high C. It's an improvement over Lindsay. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> so Mitch McConnell has won re-election as the Senate GOP leader, too. My goodness. Ten defectors vote for Rick Scott. Just ten. Mitch McConnell got 37 yes votes, ten votes against, one senator voting present. This is the first time he's received a no vote as leader. This is a sign the Republican Party has started to turn against his establishment agenda. McConnell telling reporters, I don't own this job. Anybody who wants to run for it can feel free to do so. So I'm not in any way offended by having an opponent or having a few votes in opposition. You know when he was elected GOP leader? 2006. 16 years. He will likely become the longest serving Senate party leader in history. God help us. It's kind of interesting, Breitbart pointing out under his leadership, the nation has struggled. The national debt has increased more than $20 trillion. Illegal immigration persisted. Real wages for American workers remained stagnant. Obamacare enacted in 2010. Big banks bailed out in 2008. Social media companies silenced individuals without repercussions. Dr. Anthony Fauci remains unaccountable for allegedly twice lying to Congress. 7% of voters view McConnell favorably. 7 freaking percent. You think this ought to mean something. 81% view him unfavorably. McConnell's re-election challenged by Rick Scott from Florida. 
who argued against the status quo for a plan to advance conservative principles. There's a novel idea. His challenge gains considerable report considering McConnell holds significant power over the conference. Scott said, despite what the armchair quarterbacks on TV will tell you, there's no one person responsible for our party's performance across the country. Scott blamed McConnell for the midterm election failures. If you simply want to stick with the status quo, don't vote for me. After Scott announced his bid, McConnell appeared unfazed. I have the votes. I will be elected. See the arrogance of this old coot. It just, it, it's sickening. It really is. It's nauseating. So now in the leadership team, we continue with John Thune as minority whip, John Barrasso as conference chair, Joni Ernst as Republican Policy Committee chair, Stephen Daines, NRSC chair, Shelley Moore, Capito as the conference vice chair. I mean, folks, you, you, this is so nauseating just to see the regurgitation of the same people who failed us already. Congratulations. By the way, we're standing by for the Nancy Pelosi news conference. If it should happen before the end of this broadcast, we'll try to go to that. have a couple of calls on this issue with Josh's produce. It will be kind of interesting to get uh, some thoughts on this, beginning with uh, Ralph out of Cornelius. Uh, Good morning, Ralph, and welcome to the broadcast. Good morning, Vince, and everything. Yeah, you know what? It's it's mind-boggling that they can't come up with a grandfather clause for a guy that's been there 30 years, vote on it in two minutes, and settle the issue. I mean, it's, it's hypocrisy at its best. You know, it's, it's. I assume you've been a customer? I've been by there and everything. I mean, I, I live on the other side of the lake. I live actually over in Lincoln County, uh, just right across the river at the McGuire. But, uh, yeah, I've been up there, been by it and stuff. Uh but, you know, it's just it's, it's ludicrous, you know, as far as it's just the way government o- operates. It's, it's just like a a deadlock of, uh, you know, paperwork and, 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 and BS, basically, BS. <laughs> I hear you. Um, we uh, hey, see one, this. One side note for people and everything, you know, I, I like Ron DeSantis, and I'm an independent, and I voted for Trump twice. But for all these people that are on fixed incomes, why can't the conservatives come together on whoever the nominee is and, and help try to defeat 
this liberal agenda, because you, you've got all these, I, I'm out here working 65 hours a week, I have a small business, you've got all these people on fixed income, Social Security and stuff like that, those are the ones that hurt, the people that stay at home and the uh, libertarians that, that don't vote, and they say, oh, I'm just not going to participate, it frustrates me so bad and everything because, you know, they're hurting these people that, that are depend on fixed incomes. I hear you. Uh, the people who can least afford it uh, certainly paying the price. I very much appreciate your call there, Ralph. Uh, let's go to another call here in Charlotte. Also like to talk about this Josh's Produce issue. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Yeah, Vince. I've uh, been in Charlotte all my life, but my folks had a retirement home up here in Mooresville. They're gone now. I moved up here. And Josh's had been there, I think, in either the parents' or the grandparents' little modest 1950 brick, brick cottage front on Williamson Road with giant willow oaks in the front yard. He put up canopy-type awnings out there, and that's where his little shop evolved. He started selling cantaloupes and watermelons, so the story goes that I've gotten, when he was a teenager there on Williamson Road in that front yard. And it evolved over 30 years where he was carrying meat, milk, uh, local fresh vegetables, and so forth. And just a neat little place. It, no way in the world some kind of teeter or Publix or somebody like that could duplicate it. You could never duplicate it any other way. And now they've obliterated it. <laughs> but, but what they've done, Vince, is they've made an accommodation to put up some more law offices, doctor's offices, and banks right where he was there in a little 50s brick cottage operating out of his front yard. So those people that have plenty of money, banks, lawyers, doctors, and the Walmarts and Costcos and those kind of people of the world, they've got all the space and all the ingress and egress traffic flow, and, of course, billions of dollars are behind them. If you're a small retailer, you just want to market something out of the truck or your, uh, back of your truck in the summertime vegetables, let's say, good luck good luck doing it in this here America or 30 miles away hmm. from Charlotte even. Good luck trying to do it. I, I hear you, Jim. I, and in the I, very I, least, it has the appearance of impropriety, doesn't it? Well, what, what it is, Vince, if, if you've got billions of dollars behind you, and that's what modern America is anymore. You come start, Mooresville has become a bedroom community, much like those communities around Atlanta, 30 miles out. And that's what's happening around Charlotte now. Of course, we've got Lake Norman up here, too, and that results in a lot of permanent residents moving here from all over the United States. But they're just bringing those same things with them. We've got plenty of Costco's. Um, Sam, yep. we, we yep. got all those billion-dollar organizations. More than we could ever want. <laughs> There's no question about that, Jim. Hey, I very much appreciate your call. Uh, do I hear correctly this news conference is underway? If it is, we want to try to, to go to that. Um, apparently, it's, it's not happening yet. Um, we're going to stay on top of this story because that's the other thing that is going on this morning. Nancy Pelosi expected to address her plans with colleagues in the wake of Democrats narrowly losing control of the House. So the question is, is she going to seek another term as Democratic leader? Is she going to step aside? I think she step aside. She will step aside. That's my opinion.
But I could be wrong, especially with what has happened to her husband. I mean, think about it. This woman is way up there. What, 82 years old? And you know what I've had to say about this? And no, I'm not picking on her because she's a woman. I've said the same thing about the old men. You reach a point where it's time to go home. It really is. Time to go home. And pass things on to a newer generation, younger generation. But there are people literally going to have to be run out. I mean, that's really what's going to have to happen with these folks. They're going to have to be run out. Top to bottom. State government, local government, national government. Time to clean house. (laughs) We've got other calls we'll get to as we continue in hour number two of the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.